Pre que te pregunto que cuando, como y donde tú siempre me respondes, quizás, quizás, quizás. Y así pasan los días y yo desesperado y tú, tú contestando. Quizás, quizás, quizás. Estás perdiendo el tiempo pensando, pensando. Por lo que más tú quieras, hasta cuándo, hasta cuándo. Y así pasan los días y yo desesperado. Tú, tú contestando Quizás, quizás, quizás Welcome back everyone to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake mm -hmm. Our anime retrospective podcast Which uh, we are currently concluding our uh, Animaster Fest 2000 Master Peace Theater <laughs> Uh, with a fourth and final movie, mm. as promised, Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, I can't believe you read my mind last week. I'm still yeah. reeling, Dan. No, this <laughs> this seemed like a, like an automatic choice. But again, I was I, I assumed your other podcast had done it. But no, I, it's I, been on my list though. Yeah. So I, I like I I'm glad that we both hold this movie in our hearts in a special way. Of course. So mm. I mean, it's a it's a fitting end to the segment. But mm. as always, I am. Your host, Dan Ryan, available in a pro edition this holiday season. Oh, I was going to bring that up. We're going to have to spend the coins, aren't we? Joined by... <laughs> um, I am the person whose mother was totally not killed by Dalmatians, and that's my backstory we're sticking with. We'll mm. get to that. I haven't seen it, but I want to. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Wykowski, of course. So, uh, yeah, as always, do we have any, uh, I assume we do, anime yeah. life or media video game news to discuss? I mean, I have started? two little things before the things I see you have written here on the docket, mm -hmm. so I guess I will go first. Um, being that it's anime masterpiece theater, whatever we call this thing, I did watch two films this week, uh, two Asian films. The first being Minari on my birthday, mm -hmm. a 24 joint about a uh, Korean family that moves to, I think it's Arkansas, in order to start a farm and sell produce. Mm -hmm. And I will just say this, fabulous acting, A24 cinema, of course, but it is a downer, man. Like, they, these characters don't catch a break. They catch one break, and I get that it's like, you know, we're doing our livelihood in mm -hmm. a foreign land, and we're just trying to cope with here. But I was just like, damn, I just want something happy to, happy to happen to these people. They mm -hmm. deserve it. And it was not, you know, the most... You know, up, it was uplifting, but it wasn't the most called for for my birthday celebration watch. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad, and I'm a better person, and a cinematographer. Well, as that a... was a Best Picture nom, yes, correct? Yes, I apologize, because mentally it's I It's got didn't Stephen even... Yoon from uh, Walking Dead in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah. great all around, A24 can do no wrong, and you know what the next A24 movie will be. Yeah, I'm very excited. For Dan, that. are you going to buy me the theater? <laughs> I, like, legitimately, like, you know, I mean, we joke, and, and, and you know, our preferences for these A24 movies mm. over the, the, the this course of this podcast of. But I have watched that trailer like a thousand times. I've read the it, script countless times. It is. I. I. It could. It could end up being my favorite there, Patch. Mm. I assume it's going to be, but we'll mm. see. 
but your second. Uh, my second, of course, I uh, told you last week that I was going to continue watching uh, Yasujiro Ozu's films that are on HBO Max. I watched Late Autumn, and I want to make a correction. I think I said I watched Late Spring last week. It mm-hmm. was Early Spring. He names all his movies like Late Spring, Early Winter, Late Fall, and they follow mm-hmm. a similar plot line. This was almost identical to the first movie, except it was in color, and this time instead of a, um, a woman leaving her father... As, you know, she gets married, she lives her life, and he gets older. This time it was about a woman leaving her mother in the same scenario. So it was a nice bookend to watch that. And Mm -hmm. it's just typical Japanese uh, dramas, very little, you know, just everyday occasions and how they affect life and the greater scale of things. Yes. So they're more peaceful watches in the long run of things. But I thoroughly enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. And uh, more cinema to come, as always. Of course. Yeah, but that's the only things that I did this week, unfortunately. Aside from the the major news we got in the video game franchises. Uh, Yeah, um, well, uh, the big thing first... uh, I've got a plethora of Dragon Quest news. There was a whole 35th anniversary, uh, like, live stream that they did. Where I think we should invest in an air horn, because whenever they drifted too close to spoilers, an air horn from off screen was blown. (laughs) To not, (laughs) to call them, (laughs) can't talk about that. So if the raccoons can invest in that. (laughs) Yeah, it'd probably be good to have, but... You know, a lot of cool stuff. We got a three, uh, 2D HD remake of Dragon Quest Three. Looks amazing. Octopath Engine. You know yeah. how I feel about that. Oh, Instant yeah. buy. Uh, Someone was erect. <laughs> 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 I won't say who. Um, obviously, uh, Dragon Quest Twelve. Yeah. The Flames of Fate. Uh, the <laughs> you're not your grandma's Dragon Quest. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gonna be for adults <laughs> we're finally gonna see some slime tna hmm, at long last <laughs> yeah and i know i know i probably i would imagine because you know the 11 in its goober ways goes to to dark places but i would assume they're just gonna keep going to darker places mm-hmm. like i i hope we don't get like a grim dark slime and like that yeah. but like you know yeah I, I what people are insinuating is that you know they had that dragon quest thing where if i think it was it if or if was something else the, um, the live action thing that you didn't enjoy from long ago on oh Netflix. that was your story your story is yeah. that dragon quest adjacent though right? yes it, it yeah. was they were doing promotion to show like oh you grew up with dragon quest and you get older and older now this just feels like the logical continuation in that step yeah with yeah. a little more gritty maybe blood <laughs> oh yeah no yeah. And, and i and by all means i however i made it sound i didn't hate no, your I, story I mean, the ending just yeah, like yeah, was like what, I'm like oh, yeah, okay that's like, what people that were, were, that the animation beautiful the yeah ending yeah I I still am iffy you know someday I might showcase that here mm-hmm. if we if we're starved for content at any point because mm-hmm. it is technically anime so because again the animation is is chef's kiss but the ending is like it was you <laughs> all along so of course um you know and then there were some announcements about like a Dragon Quest ten offline version which I don't think will get mm. but if it is an offline version there's a chance that we might because i think the whole thing is that they just don't want to bring over the infrastructure for it but if there's some way for people to play it without that then yeah. maybe maybe they can they're remaking one and two allegedly in the same style as three hd yeah. 2.5 and then the air horn sounded and i will say do not buy the mobile ports that are out <laughs> even yeah. though they're cheap they're yeah. just not up to the same quality as they could give us more, Dan. And Nintendo, you know them. Yeah. They like to <laughs> oh, well, pull yeah. their punches. Yeah. Um, um, you know, and sell if... Sell $25 beautiful Amiibos. And and if, um, you know, and if you desperately have that itch that needs to be... Like, they, they go on sale on, like, the Switch and like, Steam stores yeah. a lot. Yeah. 
So you can get like the first three for like less than ten bucks altogether. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. an eleven in the Dragon Quest Monster Joker series, I think, which mm-hmm. is like the Pokemon variation of that. That I mean, Pokemon Dragon Quest Dan. Yeah, will well, sound like you're it, up it, your alley. I'm very new to this <laughs> series, but I have fallen in love with it thus far. Mm-hmm. I mean, eleven is probably one of my favorite games of the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though that was my technically my introduction to it, yeah. so. Uh, it, it stole my heart, mm. as it were. Um, so yeah, a lot, a lot of things to look forward to in that regard. Uh, you know, obviously, when this live stream was going on, there was lots of merch. Yeah. You know, oh. uh, you know, there was a big uh, uh, Darumaka slime thing that I would desperately want <laughs> someday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, you know, but you know, so that's that's on the positive end of the, the news. Uh, and then the other thing I have written down is that Sonic fans are upset again. <laughs> well, I went into this expecting nothing, and they gave us what I expect. <laughs> like, yeah. Sonic in a new hospital game. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> Run your own hospital and make it Sonic game. Now, that sounds like something I would make up, but it's true. <laughs> Oh no! It's poetic, isn't it? They it, they know what we want, but they never give it to and, us. And you know, and I'm I am I I would not define myself as a hardcore Sonic, Sonic fan. Get out! There's the door. We <laughs> you can leave. Well, I think you and I have have mutual like we're we're not like pro hey, Sonic when it comes uh, to the Sonic Adventure series. Oh, okay, but that's that's yeah, part separate, of that's separate, part of yeah. this discussion. Yep, yep. Um, I am not that you know heavily invested in Sonic. But whenever there's tea being spilled, I, I do research. So I, I went on to the Sonic subreddit. Oh, and you live to tell the tale. Um, I didn't venture too far. I just checked, like, the, the live stream reaction thread. And, and the, the consensus was that people were steamed. So. I mean, colors is great. I'm glad. But we knew about that. That yeah. leaked, like, eons ago. Yeah. Eon! <laughs> and, um, you know, so... And then the trailer was showcased for uh, what we're assuming is the next gen game yeah but the file that the video that like that trailer was uploaded under Mm. uh contained the name sonic rangers which was from a 4chan rangers we'll we'll get there (laughs) was was featured in a 4chan leak a couple months ago Mm. saying that it's going to be Sonic's attempt at Breath of the Wild, oh, no. in which Sonic will be running around in open world, and then, like, the temples will yeah. be side-scrolling. Well, that's, that's what they did with um, the original Sonic Adventure, which is great. Yeah. Like, I love that, where you're exploring the overworld, and then you go into little side courses. But we'll see if they if they pull it off. If it's that's a Sonic the... Adventure 3, Dan... Oh my! Well, that's the cons- like that's <laughs> my buns is buttered. <laughs> that's what like that's the the gist I got was that people were very upset that it wasn't a Sonic Adventure because I think it's Sonic Adventures like anniversary I this mean, year I, or I something. Know. I just know Adventure Two is like a a masterpiece of a game, voice acting and all. <laughs> and it's fascinating to go into these things because like. Uh, you know, to see the scholars debating this stuff, <laughs> the like Sonic scholars. you know, why would they announce? A, why would they not port Sonic Adventure One and Two if this wasn't Sonic Three? Oh, but technically, Sonic Adventure Three was spiritually Sonic O Six, and then mm. they're like, no, a blasphemy, <laughs> and so That's it's true. like, you know, so who knows? But but the I think the the more uh, the less heated takes were like. You know, people were going, I'm worried because 
the last time Sonic stuff was announced, mm-hmm. they hyped it up. They only had a pre-rendered trailer ready to go, mm-hmm. and then the game ended up being rushed. Yep. So people are are concerned that that this is just a pre-rendered trailer. The game isn't anywhere near just like forces. ready. Yeah. <laughs> so like they are concerned that even though it's the Sanic anniversary, that they're the Sanic versary, they're yep. they're doing that same pattern again where it's like this this game just started production today mm. or something so who knows i the little the blue blur is a it's a it's got to be like a roller coaster ride it, being a sonic fan it, i, I uh, don't uh, it you know does. it is <laughs> that movie was taking the world by storm and then right back down to reality so i, I but we get we're getting animation stuff. Yeah. We're getting like Sonic I, little shorts. Yeah, yeah. Sonic's colors. <laughs> like the the Sonic Mania yeah. things were good. Robert Craig Smith or whatever his name is is back to voice Sonic. So yeah, they didn't hire me. No. <laughs> but I, I mean, mean, I'm more of a Rouge the Bat type. So. <laughs> well, what do you do? <laughs> I gotta. <laughs> I'll be reading for Rouge the Bat. <laughs> I want to be the alligator. What the fuck was the alligator? Vector. Vector, yeah. Charmy the bee? SBO the chameleon? Damn. Don't I, worry, fans. I'm here. I bow to you. I, I don't. Can't believe you forgot Vector. In my name, you probably... I was gonna call him like Croc or Croc. Gek or something. No, Gex, Gex is Gex already, is another yeah. thing. <laughs> already another dead franchise. We yeah. That. Well, um, I guess in addition to that, we do have a Switch Pro that's gonna happen. We're mm-hmm. gonna buy it. Yeah, we know. Yeah. And or we can play Breath of the Wild two and Splatoon three with a better internet connection. Yeah. I'll buy it. I have no money, but I'll do it unless we do the old. <laughs> you get it every Monday, and I'll take it every Tuesday. <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, you know, I mean, obviously, in these times, you set aside the cash for those video game systems. I'm just concerned that we're, because scalpers have been in rare form for the past couple years, and I'm very concerned that it's gonna, like, you know, because they're not all, like, lawful neutral like Matt Cabrera is. Some of them just, you know, they'll buy, like, 20 of them, and then that, you know. Yeah. So, I'm worried that having a nintendo console or nintendo anything come out mm-hmm. in this post-covid era is like you know yeah they're gonna have risky to business. yeah that's 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 my only concern i mean we'll mm-hmm. see what the if the price isn't something absurd mm-hmm. but you know and you uh, know we'll have a detailed e3 discussion <laughs> oh yeah week of e3 yeah. in two weeks or so where i'll outline everything um i did see some new gameplay from the new horizon zero dawn and it looks beautiful mm, yeah it's gorgine Forbidden West? Yeah. I still gotta play the first one, but... I, I do too. Yeah. I started it a long time ago, but... Mm. It seems it, up your alley. It does, yeah. yeah. It's got robots. Yeah, robots, yeah. dinos. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, yeah. I've just I've been playing through Village still. Like mm. I said, I, I beat Dr. Moreau. Um, <laughs> Is he a doctor? <laughs> well, I, it's a dubious. A doctor of fish. <laughs> it's dubious whether or not he's, you know... Yeah. And he's not even really, he's, he's more like a slime thing who gets eaten by a fish, spoiler alert. But he's, you know, he's he got his, to be loved. his little tube TV set up. And, yeah. Well, yeah, because they try to, like, wubify him, like, yeah. nobody likes me. But then you remember, oh, he was experimenting on humans. So, yeah. like, <laughs> I put the cadeau within the person and watched it grow. Why, Mother Miranda, don't like me? 
Ethan looks through his pickle jar. What the fuck is this? (laughs) Take a taste. (laughs) 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 The Duke cooks it up for you. (laughs) Eating at Arby's. (laughs) (laughs) Get eaten by a fish. (laughs) Eat at Arby's, look at hand, three fingers have fallen off. Whoa. (laughs) Ah, fuck. Yeah, not again. Uh, But continue, Dan. You're almost, uh, I mean, continue with the game. Not with the topic, but yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be excited to see the conclusion of your playthrough. Yeah, it should be soon, so. I mean, I don't got a tangent, Dan. I never do my homework. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was thinking about your live action thing and nothing came to mind. I was going to say Jujutsu Kaisen because that's up in arms. Everyone loves that anime nowadays. Mm-hmm. That'd make a good thing. I don't know if a Demon Slayer one would work out. I'm going to get on that soon. I'm almost done with a uh, uh, So I'm a Spider, So What? And mm-hmm. uh, The World Ends With You, but that's next on my list. Yeah. So I'll be venturing into Demon Slayer, but... Yeah. We're getting there. I, I mean, I don't really have a tangent either. I mean, this we have a meteor yeah. movie as a subject today, yeah. so I, you know, I, we don't necessarily need one. Mm. So I mean, it, we can we can push the button to skip that. I'll have segment. a tangent next week though <laughs> for our adjacent thing. Oh yes, of yeah. course. Yeah, I planned one out for that at least. Um, but shall we begin? Yeah, because right. again, I, I would say this is a movie that's substantial enough yeah, that uh, maybe, you know maybe. we don't gotta we don't gotta we don't gotta. I won't be asking, uh, yeah. where's the beef on this one? <laughs> oh, oh, the power yeah. pumps. <laughs> Boom, the there's the tangent. There's there we the tangent. go. That's just what we did. Talking about a live action reboot that should not have happened. Lo and behold, the CW descended on uh, high and the, gifted us the, a glorious script. Yeah, no, the universe handed us this tangent. Oh. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> oh my god. I'm your little pog champ. They made everyone a nymphomaniac. They're talking like no humans ever talked before. Well, yeah, because it's a 50-year-old man writing oh dialogue that's God. supposed to be modern-day teenagers. <laughs> it's just horrible. <laughs> I mean, part of me wanted to, to air, as I mentioned, I don't know if you saw, I mean, I'm a huge Heathers fan, and when that came on the air, I had to watch it because mm-hmm. I was obligated to. Yeah. That was just awful. And that lasted two episodes that are lost to time now. <laughs> well, I don't know if we've ever... Because I, I, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not, I don't consider myself like a Heather's, um, you know, diehard. Yeah. So, yeah. but I, what, I am aware of what happened with that show. Mm. And if we've never talked about it before, no. they turned the moral of that show into like a right wing yeah. fantasy, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Where, well, the movie's it, supposed to be camp, and like, you know, teenage suicide is like a new trend. Everyone does does it, and then like when they kill themselves, they're actually cooler for doing so. Yeah, yeah, but. It doesn't age well in today's society. No, no, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Especially when you're not tongue-in-cheek or witty about it. And Powerpuff, or whatever they were going to call it, deserve to die. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, you know, um, I, you know, I'm glad, I'm glad this came up. Because <laughs> this, this, this comes back to the whole live action, yeah. like, adapting anything. Did we put it into being, Dan? Did we cancel this series indirectly? Like, okay, because there's things there's things to consider here. Yes, there's things to consider in that what we saw was the script for the pilot episode, Mm -hmm. meaning that had they continued down this course, there would have been. I I think the default for for shitty adaptations is like two seasons, then you get canceled. Mm -hmm. Well, it's the CW, so anything could happen. In theory, yeah. Look at Riverdale. But it depends on, it depends on, like, 
you know how much of a splash it can make because yeah. i i you know i i've known many people of all age groups who talk about riverdale for the cheese for the cheese factor not not mm-hmm. like they're you know mm-hmm. personally invested in it but because it's inter you know they it's yeah. entertaining it's bad tv but whether or not a powerpuff show could do that and hold people's attention i don't know i think we would watch it just to hate watch it yeah but and that still counts as watching it. It does, doesn't it? So, mm. <laughs> um, but, like, it, it, it was just, reading over that stuff was just like, I, I, don't, I don't even know how to describe it. it. It it was like watching all of the bad tropes that have come out of media in the past, like, 10 or 20 years. Amalgamate. And, and that's like the pinnacle of what they could be. Yeah. And gotta... I've never seen anything taken down from the internet faster. Yeah. <laughs> it, I, I had an opportunity to save that entire script and I wasted it, Dan. Like, it, it, it was, you know, it's the whole thing of like, oh, we're doing a sequel. Uh, it's darker and edgier. The characters have become disillusioned <laughs> since the original whatever. And then we're going to, you know, deconstruct this. And, uh-huh. and then... And then again, just the the cherry on top is just the again the the, the boomer writing zoomer dialogue, which it's is awful. you know like oh I'm sorry if that triggered you in quote <laughs> like you know like are oh, we done here? I think after six climaxes, oh, we're done. Says Buttercup. <laughs> like we we like because I'm just imagining. Can you dude, imagine fucking dad, Professor Utonium? <laughs> just just like just just you know because someone had to sit there and, and type that out. Like they had to sit there. We open on buttercup having sex she had sex six times it was good yeah. <laughs> like and this is like <laughs> and, and they, they were paid, paid to do this <laughs> they got paid while we're sitting here you know and <laughs> in I our always, own filth watching anime if there are if there are any young creators out there who are worried about like what you do yeah don't then, do yeah <laughs> then then like you know just keep in mind that someone got paid to write, like, adult Powerpuff fan fanfic fic. for network television that was going to dangerously... Yeah. It was partially filmed. Yep. So... I saw the costuming, and it was not good. <laughs> Mojo Jojo's dead. He was... Yep. He got, like, Batman v Superman murdered. And his fucking cousin <laughs> intern is there, who worked with... Uh, who was... Sm- they were smoking during this. It's like... The fucking comeback over here. The comeback show. Have you seen yeah. Lisa? Oh, we have to talk about the Friends reunion, too. Oof, that was I, rough. I didn't no, watch it. I mean, I'm I not a Friends I, fan either. I but, didn't watch it. <laughs> but, I mean, that's more tea to spill on the internet. But Gaga was the crowning point of that. The only, I, I saw the that. only good thing yeah. that the Friends reunion offered. But it's a shame. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Powerpuff. I, I just don't do it. Yeah. There's, there's no need. <laughs> and I know what the argument is for it is Nostalgia. because the, the the thing with with the cw shows is that they have a formula that they very very much want to stick to because they know it works yep. like they take riverdale sabrina yeah like they they take like younger... sabrina felt like a cw show even though it was on netflix yeah well like, i yeah, mean it's certainly it's, it's it's become like a like a sub like you take like younger hotter people and then you put them in like a dark murder mystery mm-hmm. setting with supernatural stuff and musical numbers yeah. you know so <laughs> you're getting like a young audience plus an older audience which is filtering off nostalgia and uh, you know it, it like they know what they want they mm-hmm. want like we want some kind of supernatural setting where attractive people can 
face villains and we can get like nine seasons out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, like a supernatural clone. Yeah. They want they want as much of that as they can, mm-hmm. and they need to put like a known property filter over that to get people into it. Like, I know that's the argument. Like, Dan, you, you've you never made a TV show. Mm-hmm. In order to get the money for this, we had to put the Powerpuff label over it. Yes. But it's like, you know, you could just attempt to make that show without anyone's, like, preconceived notions about anything. Because you're only going to get attention because you're pissing off people who enjoyed the old show. And, you know... To what end? Uh, I, money, Dan. Yes, I know. The I, almighty dollar. The it, things we all want. Money makes the world go round. When we watch Cabaret on this, you'll learn. Uh, the argument <laughs> The argument solves itself. I know it's a self-defeating, like, yeah. it, it's just, you know. It, it's like, there has to be properties out there that they can adapt in that kind of way that mm. lend themselves to that. But, you know, instead they just take random shit and just make it, Yeah, you know... Anime was not a mistake to get a reboot <laughs> to wish, that effect right? someday. Yeah. Who knows? It's just, you know, there well, has to be As long as things. Kathy Bates plays me. That's okay, all yeah. I ask. As long as Judy Dench plays me. Yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> well, thinking very highly of yourself over there, man. Sure. <laughs> Judy but, De- Dame Judy Dench. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so, I don't know. It's just... Uh, just just holy shit that's something to dwell on what would be a success there it's like scooby-doo did it like those movies are fine yeah i'm trying to think of like of a series for like a new generation well okay this this could be this could be controversial but like what about like billy and mandy with death that i think that would be cerebral that's like a very uh brian fuller esque sort of worlds i think that could work like, out like you yeah. age the cast into like their 20s yeah. uh grim is still hanging around you know yeah. being a dick and then you like you could make something out of that i mean you could you could put the ingredients together and like yeah. it's built into that mm. you know i i i don't know i think the question i mean i think the answer still remains like it shouldn't be done no until we find the perfect property and it's hard to find that because people are constantly aging and we can't rely on nostalgia anymore. You know, the 90s kids are turning into 30-year-olds now who are delusioned with their lives. And, yeah. And the new generation doesn't really have a main TV show? That's... I mean, I would say, like, the kids I worked with who were coming of age, they were kind of worldly. They weren't into cartoons and stuff. Yeah. As much as we were. Yeah, it seems to be mostly grown dudes complaining yeah. about, which is what we do. Also. But <laughs> you know, but <laughs> the mirror has two faces. Dan. But I... <laughs> if you look into the eyes of evil, it stares right back at you, huh, honey? It, it's best to not blink. So don't. don't I think don't our time flinch. is good. It's t- time to retire the old guard. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it, I, I've noticed that too. It's, yeah. it's. I would say like Euphoria, because the kids I knew were like, I mean, as risque as that sounds, they were into Euphoria, and I was like, all right, I'm into this too. Yeah, and I, I guess when I, when I see, whenever I see modern animation brought up, it's like people our age or older showing it to like little kids, yeah. like they're like trying to get their kids into franchises, and then they'll like maybe sell them on it. Yeah. But it, it doesn't seem to be, like, a thing where people are going out and, and looking for yeah. this stuff. 
so so no live action backyard against them well who knows who the hell knows at this point who, who knows that... if you're hiring you know where to find me <laughs> slap some autotune on this i can be a nice uh, pablo <laughs> i can be a tyrone i no, can be it, anything you need it, <laughs> whatever it is i don't know it isn't is it it's it, it's interesting like i i don't know like uh, even on tiktok like it seems like there's only <laughs> ironic enjoyment of things. Yeah. And that's been, that that's not like a young people thing. That's been, like, our generation has been doing that for a few years now. Like, yeah. Like, there's only two functioning modes, like, ironically enjoying something yeah. or passionate anger about it. Mm. And obviously, no, that doesn't apply to everyone, but th- that's what gets, like, like broadcast. Like, Dear Evan Hansen. <gasps> oh, this is too real. Yeah. <laughs> too real tangent. Yeah, I, Dear Evan Hansen is going to be a subject for a different day when we bring up musical theater. But I can rant about that show and how it's awful and yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I yeah, I I I just uh, I don't I don't know. Yeah. Uh. Well, <laughs> good talk, Dan. Good tangent. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. again, Powerpuff in its own Save way. Save the day. Uh. <laughs> I, I just uh, no. There was so many like I was like I in the in the back of my mind I was like, what happens if he brings up Powerpuff? Like what can I? <laughs> and I and I was and I was like, and I was trying to think like, okay, they're gonna bring on like the the uh, the gang green gang, mm. and they're gonna be played by like YouTube celebrities. Uh. That was one idea mm. I had. Or the rowdy rough boys. They're played yeah. by like one of those assholes from YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um. Who would play him? Me, Dan. Oh, okay. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. He's playing everything else. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, that, that would make sense. <sighs> him. <laughs> Hello. Uh, uh, we've lingered too long in Townsville, Dan. We must move on. <laughs> it'll, it'll, it'll take us down if we. <laughs> no, well, everyone knows I'd be a Miss Bellum. <laughs> Only shoot from the legs up, baby. <laughs> legs down. Sorry. <laughs> The rest of me ain't working today. <laughs> well, didn't something terrible happen to her in the, the interim of this? Yeah, I assume she like got, you know, dead or something. Because the mayor's dead, right? I don't they, think the mayor's they, there. Uh, yeah. I, I, I know I, their father died, and that's what's bringing them all together. And Mojo Jojo's also dead, yeah. so. And his intern took over cousin, whatever. Because they don't want to CGI a, a monkey. monkey. <laughs> Too expensive. Uh, yeah, but let's get into something good. Yes. <laughs> okay, do we have any additional thoughts about last week's episode concerning the 36th Chamber of Shaolin? I mean, it was just interesting to see. It's totally out of my wheelhouse. I enjoyed it. I thought the story was uh, great. Mm-hmm. I thought the part of the, the second act, as you said, did not drag, was the best part of the movie, and um, it made me look at the genre in a different way. Yeah. yeah. So I thank you for bringing that on. Expanding my horizons. You know, so, it, I mean, it ends up being a good contrast to what we're going to be watching today. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, the discussion of this movie, you know, a big part of it is how this relates to old-timey wuxia movies. Mm-hmm. Um, in Both in how it, like, embodies them, references them, and in how it does things differently. Mm-hmm. So, uh, even though this was not my long-term plan, it ended up working out pretty perfectly. Because, again, uh, Kung Fu Hustle should have been, like, a default answer for me. Yeah. Um, but but I, I was concerned that it had already been covered uh, on your other podcast. <laughs> um, 
and I, you know, and again, like I was, you know, originally I was gonna be like, uh, you know, maybe one Tony Shaw movie, one Kung Fu movie, mm-hmm. and then I was gonna do two Kung Fu movies, but then I'm like, you know, yeah, if I have the green light to do this one, then, but you know, because again, we, it is a movie we love, so yes. Kung Fu, you know, we're gonna delve into the drawing board. Uh, today it's the Lion's Roar edition, so... Not to be confused with MGM. Yes. Um, <laughs> soon to be bought by Amazon, apparently. I think bought already. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> Suspiria's big break is coming. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. But the drawing board has been rolled out, but the drawing board looks rather unassuming. It's got a bathrobe and some curlers on. Oh, smoking um, a cigarette, I see. Yeah. So, you know, but maybe don't underestimate the drawing board. Um, So, released in 2004, Kung Fu Hustle is a martial arts action gangster comedy film directed, produced, co-written by and starring Stephen Chow. Great. Who I think prior to this was, uh, like, when you look him up, he's known mostly as, like, a a popular comedian. Mm -hmm. But he had already done, like, acting and directing at that point, like Shaolin Soccer. Yep. was a was a big deal and and the success of Shaolin Soccer is what got him this movie or you know allowed him to start making this movie. Mm. Um so just some added context from Wikipedia uh you know the Wikipedia article for this film actually has a lot of stuff that I that I drew from um and I do recommend if you want to learn more about it just it go cuz cuz there's a lot of stuff that I'm not even going to be able to cover here but like you know it, it's got a lot of in-depth information. So just some just some added context for the time when this movie came out. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle was a response to, and then a major contributor to, uh, the growing resurgence of martial arts films in the 21st century. Uh, if you want to think of, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, mm-hmm. films like that, you know, there was this... There Possibly was a... Leaves. They were, yeah, they were coming back into prominence yes. after, you know, I, I guess a, not necessarily a period of dormancy, but maybe in the 90s when they were associated with like schlocky action movies it mm-hmm. wasn't like there was nothing elevating them to a higher level until this point um this film reinforced the fact that martial arts tropes could be successfully infused with more contemporary filmmaking styles and internationally recognized genres you could blend martial arts with horror you could blend it with like supernatural fantasy you could blend it with any you know yeah any any other genre that you would want to to kind of you know you wouldn't have to obsess about the martial arts specifically um you know you would want to get the details right and portray everything correctly but you could use them to enhance your movie uh you know and and not weigh the movie down um so you know the end result is a high budget stylish and energetic action movie that a more globalized audience can enjoy and that was a big thing for this movie, and the intent behind it, and the intent of a lot of, you know, kind of larger scale modern kung fu movies is they are keeping that globalized audience in mind. Uh, obviously, it's going to appeal heavily to a Chinese audience, mm-hmm. and it is going to, um, you know, there's plenty of stuff within Kung Fu Hustle that references you know, old-timey Hong Kong mm-hmm. kung fu movies, other, other, movies. other yep. like, Chinese cinema mm-hmm. that Chinese audiences are going to get, but then there's plenty of stuff in there, which we'll get into, mm-hmm. that international audiences are going to recognize. So it, it kind of, you know, perhaps in a more cynical sense, it makes something that, that you know, has broader appeal and can make more money, but 
as such more eyes are on it, it gets a lot more attention and momentum mm. than it does. Um, and that certainly paid off for this movie. Uh, so Kung Fu Hustle is a co-production of the Beijing Film Studio and Hong Kong's uh, Star Overseas. After the success of Shaolin Soccer, Chow was approached in 2002 by Columbia Pictures Film Production Asia, offering to collaborate with him on a project. Chow accepted the offer, and the project eventually became Kung Fu Hustle. Uh, it was produced with a budget of uh, 20 million USD, equivalent to. Uh, Chow was inspired to uh, create the film by, uh, you know, the main inspiration was the martial arts film he had watched as a child, and his own childhood ambitions to become a martial artist. A uh, senior Hollywood executive said that Chow was forced to grind through four successive scripts, and it was actually a very laborious process. And uh, I think that it comes up later, but despite the light-hearted tone of the final film, it was actually a very stressful movie to create. A, a bitch to film. Yeah. Um, Chow's first priority was to design the, the main location of the film, Pigsty Alley. Uh, later in an interview, Chow remarked that he had created the location uh, from his childhood, basing the design on the crowded apartment complexes of Hong Kong, where he had lived. Uh, the... Uh, the 1973 Shaw Brothers Studio film, uh, again, the, the studio that brought us 36 Chamber, many, many others, um, their film, The House of Seven Due Tenants, was another inspiration for the look of Pigsty Alley. Uh, designing the alley began in January 2003, and it took four months to complete. Many of the props and furniture in the apartments were antiques that were purchased from stores all over China. I love a good antique, Dan. Yeah, so, and it, and it shows as we go through the, the setting and everything. Uh, filming took place in Shanghai from June 2003 to November 2003. Uh, Two-thirds of the film uh, of this time was spent shooting the fight sequences. Mm. Uh, these scenes were initially choreographed by Sammo Hung, who quit after two months due to illness, uh, the tough outdoor conditions, and, you know, interest in pursuing other projects. Um, Hung was replaced by uh, Yuen Wuping, an action choreographer with, uh, you know, experience that went all the way back to 1960s Hong Kong films. Um, he also, and he also worked on Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and The Matrix. Uh, Yuen uh, promptly accepted the offer, and he drew on, you know, quite a few seemingly outdated wuxia styles, like the Deadly Melody and the Buddhist Palm, uh, you know, to give to certain characters in the movie. And he remarked that despite the, yeah, the, the comedic nature, it was a pretty heavy process to get all of this right. Uh, most of the special effects in the film, uh, they were created by Hong Kong computer graphics company Centro Digital Pictures Limited, uh, which had previously worked on films such as Shaolin Soccer and Kill Bill. Uh, they include a combination of computer-generated imagery and wire work. Uh, Centro Digital uh, performed extensive tests on CGI scenes before filming started, and the, you know, the, the treatment of the preliminary shots began immediately afterwards. So I, I think what this means is that, uh, you know, everything was planned very exact up until the moment. And once it was shot, it went immediately into the rendering phase to mm -hmm. get this ready on time. Uh, the majority of the film's original score was composed by Raymond Wong and performed by the Hong Kong Chinese Orchestra. The score imitates traditional Chinese music used in 1940s, you know, swordplay films. Mm -hmm. um, one of Wong's works, uh, Nothing Ventured, Nothing Gained, provides a stark contrast between the villainous axe gang and the peaceful neighborhood of Pigsty Alley. Um, and it's it kind of plays out like a Chinese folk song. 
uh, Fisherman's Song of the East China Sea, uh, along with um, Wong's various like compositions and other songs are featured in the score. And there's a lot of other musical influences here mm. that I'm going to have trouble pronouncing. Uh, but they're from other, like, there's, like, a German piece in here, you I mean think. Weissen? Zig of Weissen? Zig of yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know, okay, then I, then that's why you're here. Follow the uh, Saber dance. Or I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna mispronounce these. Um, there's another song, uh, Only Want to Live One Day for You, is sung in the background by Eva Huang at the end of the film. Um, and that was actually written in the 1970s. Uh, telling of a girl's memories of a lost loved one and her desires to live for him again. Or, well, not a lost love, just a loved one. Mm -hmm. uh, Kung Fu Hustle was nominated for Best Original Film Score at the 24th Hong Kong Film Awards. Mm -hmm. And I chose to include that because the music is a huge part of this movie, yes. for me. Yeah. It's one of the things that I remember about it. Uh, we will also see a few characters who fight using music, mm -hmm. and the sound design of that segment is, is, is perfect, mm -hmm. so... You know, you're, you're going to... It will stand out to you. If anyone has not seen this movie mm -hmm. before, then it's going to stand out to you when you watch it. Yes. So, um, you know, this film includes a ton of references to other popular works. Uh, this is just a few of the more notable ones. Again, if you look into the film online, I'm sure there's like a comprehensive list somewhere. Mm -hmm. So this is just naming a few. Uh, you're going to see a lot of stuff that looks like shown in anime, like Dragon Ball and how the fight scenes play out. You're going to see Looney Tunes, mm -hmm. The Karate Kid, The Shining, Gone with the Wind, mm -hmm. The Blues Brothers, Spider-Man, and, and that is quite literally uh, the Sam Raimi Spider-Man had come out two years earlier, mm -hmm. so apparently they were referencing that specific version. Mm -hmm. The Untouchables, The Godfather, The Matrix Reloaded, Raging Bull... Uh, the Condor Trilogy, which was a Wuxia film trilogy that was very influential on how some of this film came together. Mm -hmm. uh, the Way of the Dragon, and most importantly, Palm of Rulai, which was a Wuxia film series that started in 1964. And it was one of the first, you know, kung fu movies to showcase the Buddhist palm fighting style. Mm -hmm. uh, that trope has been used by tons of different movies and anime since then, where a character has, like, the the palm punch technique that can, like, shatter a rock yeah. with, like, you know, we've seen versions of it all over the place. Um, but there are, you know, a lot of direct references and scenes recreated from that Palm of Rulai film series. Um, and obviously, I, you know, as far as I can tell, the Palm of Rulai was a much more grounded martial arts film, like 36 Chamber was. Uh, and Kung Fu Hustle puts, like, the magic spin, like, you know, for, for visual impact, it puts, it goes the extra mile with it. So, uh, when, it, when it came out, uh, Kung Fu Hustle was the highest grossing film in Hong Kong history until You Are the Apple of My Eye beat it in 2011. So it held on to this title for, I'm gonna, uh, seven years. So, while not a blockbuster in the U.S., Kung Fu Hustle managed to become the highest grossing foreign language film in North America in 2005, and it was a huge success on the United States home video market. Mm. So it was one of those things where word of mouth seemingly spread, and a lot of people were into renting this film or watching it after mm. the fact. Um, reception? I, I, I would say nearly universally positive. It's got like a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. The only complaints that I saw consistently across the board 
or that the film's characters are somewhat one-dimensional, um, especially when you put them, you know, against maybe like the protagonist of a movie like 36 Chamber, mm-hmm. um, because we're not spending as much time with any one of them, but it has also been argued that the film does that intentionally, because this film operates on a lot of, like, archetypes yeah. and... Tropes. It's going to operate on not only how Chinese audiences would view some of these characters, but how international audiences would recognize those character types. Mm-hmm. So they're they're playing out in a, in a simple manner, but it's... Because spo- it's very much a romanticized little story that's unfolding here. Mm-hmm. So we're not worried about delving into the mind of any given character too much mm-hmm. um so there was also another little trivia fact that i i think i got from tv tropes mm-hmm. uh that i forgot to write down but i do want to include it um the original version of this film the chinese language one mm-hmm. uh does its best to showcase a lot of different dialects mm-hmm. like i think it, it showcases like 10 different chinese dialects um, so when they were adapting it for other countries and dubbing over it, they give them different accents. Some, they try yep. to, yep. they, they attempted to. Um, and when the Spanish dub was released in Spain, they, uh, the film was so bad that the like Spanish audiences came out and they thought that they had been pranked. Oh. Like they, they came out of the theater and thought, was this like a social experiment where you were filming our reactions to see like they thought they had legitimately been hmm. been goofed on hmm. because the dub for that language was so bad. Wow. Um and, and there were like a lot of like, you know, in Spain there were a lot of like, uh, you know, film buffs who were like, no no no, this film is supposed to be a lot better than whatever that was, mm-hmm. so let's try to get the the regular version mm-hmm. here as soon as we can. Yeah. So it was, you know, it was interesting. Interesting. Um, so why this movie? Mm. It's a movie that we both love. Yep. It's extremely tropey. It's very, very unique. I, I know very few films that are, that are like this. Um, and within the context of our anime podcast, it perfectly showcases many of the themes that we've discussed here before. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, you know, it's a very, like, lighthearted, uplifting movie, I think. It, it's got, like, the theme of you know, anyone can be the chosen, like, anyone can be special, you just, you know, it's kindness. The secret is kindness and lifting up others mm-hmm. to, to, you know, help them along, you will help yourself. So, I think we could all use that these mm-hmm. days. But, uh, but yeah, yeah, it seemed like a good fit. Yeah, I remember watching this on Comedy Central a lot mm-hmm. and enjoying it thoroughly. Um, I like how it skips through different genres because I do think that it was like half kung fu, half gangster movie. Yeah. That got me. I was like, oh, this is an interesting thing that I don't see in a lot of movies nowadays. And then, of course, there's too many Jonathans to count in this movie. Yeah. Everyone's a quirky character doing something that I would do. I was like, oh, I love the acting choices here. It's very much like an ensemble thing. Yes. They they stand out. And and there are a lot of actually, uh, there are a lot of veteran kung fu actors in this movie. Mm. Um, who play, like, the assorted uh, people who are, like, living in secret in Pigsty Alley are played by experienced kung fu actors. So, it's, yeah, you know, it, it's very, it, it, very ensemble. Like, even if, even if some of them don't get development, there's a lot of people mm-hmm. showcased here. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Fat woman, my ass. <laughs> <laughs> You may know Kung Fu, Dan, but you're still a podcast host, so. 
<laughs> Shall we ballroom blitz into the movie? <laughs> I'm trying to think of a Powerpuff joke, but uh, goddamn, I reached down. There was nothing there. <laughs> uh, we'll see you after the break, audience. Uh. All the leaves are brown. back we just watched uh the 2004 classic kung fu hustle uh, any initial thoughts pigsty alley i used to live there <laughs> <laughs> i still live there some say i mean i enjoyed it it's I, I as an adult watching this because the last time i totally watched this i think i was in grade or middle school or mm-hmm. high school um you do get a different lens i like all the cinema references it's making i like that it doesn't take itself too seriously yeah and there's a heart in this movie yeah. that we don't see in a lot of movies nowadays. No, there's a definite heart. There's, mm. you know, especially for, you know, if, if we're trying to appeal to a mostly anime audience, then this, this you know, this movie embodies a lot of those tropes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I would say this is a solid, you know, live action film recommendation of the ones that we've done. Um but if you approve, we'll, we'll get into the, the plot Indeed. summary. Indeed, I took a lot of notes on this one. It was I, I thought that it was... um, I thought the plot that... It went differently. Yeah. I mean, it's been yeah. a while. But I thought like the plot was different. But it's fine, the way it's it settled. I was just... Yeah, I thought I, there was like more yeah. character... More characters in the town. I thought like everyone in the town had like a kung fu power. But well, I, I could be misremembering. Well, that. I think that's yeah. the implication. Yeah. I You know, even if we don't see all of them do it, I think there's like a general... There's like a, you know, they're mm-hmm. all tougher than they look, but that's that's the one of the main themes of the movie. Yeah, everyone's you know tougher than you look. Yeah. Um. So in 1940s Shanghai uh, is a a chaotic time. Yes. Gangs are vying for control of the more populated areas, while you know they mostly leave uh you know smaller rural com- communities yeah. alone. Mm-hmm. Um. So we open on this this one crook the leader of the crocodile gang he's like hassling the local police force mm-hmm. because they arrested his girlfriend for, for spitting, spitting on the beautiful street. woman <laughs> um and uh you know the there's pretty much an entire building full of cops who mm-hmm. are letting you know the the crocodile gang kind of rough up their chief because he's paid everyone off he's like gotten people elected all uh you know the the five points uh Gangs of New York vibes. Yeah. Kenilworth. Yes. Well, well, no, Pigsty Alley is... Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. they're both. They're the differing sides. <laughs> Kenilworth turns a cold shoulder. Um, so, you know, they uh, they beat up the chief. He takes his, you know, his, his wife out onto the street. And, you know, they're like, oh, maybe we'll go catch a flick. The, the theater is deserted today. Mm-hmm. And they are quickly accosted by the massive Axe gang, who yeah. are, um, you know, they are seemingly the dominant gang, mm-hmm. or s- becoming the dominant gang. Do you gang. know in the dub if they call them the Hatchet gang? Because where did I get the Hatchet gang from? That's definitely in something. It's definitely in something, but yeah. this is, I, oh, I, yeah, I every gang. version I know of is the Axe no. gang, so I, you maybe, it, it probably is from something else, yeah. but... 
Unless you're thinking of the book hatchet. I mean, last time I went through Westfield, we had those street toughs and they had those hatchets. So <laughs> maybe that's what I'm trying to remember or repress. You gotta always be careful of the street toughs. Some yeah. weeaboos with some fake samurai swords in the streets of Westfield. When you're riding around on your cyberpunk bike. Yeah. <laughs> Paint the skies red. <laughs> you know, it just... But, uh, you know, the Axe Gang is clearly in control of the situation mm-hmm. in the time that the crocodile gang leader was paying off the cops or roughing them up he had already the the axe gang had already paid off his guys mm-hmm. to join them yeah. um, and led by brother shum yes is the same uh and he does the little uh reservoir dogs yeah. dance Stuck through the street in the middle of you. and then he you think he's gonna spare the beautiful woman because she's yeah. a beautiful woman and ask him to spare him but she he just shoots her in the back. <laughs> yeah, he's like, no, 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 we don't kill women. Yeah. And then she goes to leave, and he just shoots her. And then a dance break as they rise to power. Very West Side Story. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, well, no, very much. They, they, yeah. They're quite literally doing the hustle mm-hmm. over this opening montage where they are establishing other racketeering schemes, taking over a casino. That's one of their biggest, that's mm-hmm. another big set piece. Yeah. Um, and just coming to power as they eliminate all of the competition. Um, you know, so then we we get the the title card establishing that you know this is the the status quo that's going on, and we open on Pigsty Alley. Uh, it is you know a very rundown slum. Uh, they're kind of using like a communal water fountain and everything. Um, and be it ever so humble and all that. But they're but they're all <laughs> but they're all very kind to each yeah. other. They're all like you know they live in in peace. Uh, even though the landlady is is quite mean to them, but mm. she keeps everything orderly. Mm-hmm. And um, donut the noodle worker. Yeah, donut the noodle worker. The tailor. Yeah, and the and then the laborer. Yep. Um. They uh. You know. So everything is is kind of they're kind of coexisting peacefully. The landlord is like you know goes a around. Yeah, yeah. He he's getting he's getting favors done because yeah. he's in power. Uh, I mean, you know, landlord topical yeah. of our time period. Yeah. <laughs> they're paying you to rent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're paying them so. Yeah. You know, and yeah. then we get like you know he's he's a fanoodler. Yeah. Uh, oh, standout character that we get, uh, Rabbit Rabbit Tooth Jane here. Jane, yeah. I oof, she needed more in this movie. Yeah, like, I felt her. <laughs> and again, that's one of those things where you know you wish you could have, you know, we could have gotten a little yeah. chill time with these characters. Um, but it kind of establishes the dynamic between the landlady and the landlord. Mm-hmm. Like he fanoodles. She, like, beats, beats the, the shit out, out of him. Yeah. He, like, gets thrown out of a window, and then the entire community's like, eh. Yeah. So it's it's, it's probably a, a regular day. occurrence. Yeah. Um, Landlady, there's no water. <laughs> but then she's like, "You, n- none of you have paid me yeah. rent in so, so long, so we're gonna ration water on certain days of the week and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it moves at sonic speed for a landlady. <laughs> yeah. You hear, always remember that. Um, yeah, so there might be more to her than, than meets the eye, perhaps. She's a Transformer, Dad? <laughs> Starscream. Um, Optimus. Megatron. Yeah, so, uh, someday. someday. Oh, well, um, that's already on Nightcaps, but I'll gladly watch the Transformers movie again with you. Well, it doesn't have to be, we can just do any Transformers media. We well, can, that's uh, true. Um, so... These uh, these two guys, uh, the two goobers, uh, Sing and Bone. <laughs> Much the origin story of us. Yes. Me being the bone to your Sing. <laughs> you gotta look tough. Oh, I'll give Dan a bone, alright. <laughs> they uh, they show up in Pigsty Alley, um, and they are... they are gangsters. Yeah, they are petty crooks, but mm-hmm. they want to be part of the Axe Gang, because mm-hmm. they want more money and power and prestige and everything. 
So in this case, they're just trying to, like, con the barber out of, like, a free haircut. Yeah. Um, so, you know... So uh, this is blackmail, huh? Yeah, and, and, and Bone has, like... He, the double axe tattoos. Which is, like, drawn on mm. in, in just ink. And, Crayon. Yeah, and, you know, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you're making him angry. You, you better... <laughs> You know, give us, you know, you'll less off with, like, uh, mm-hmm. a little tip and, and we the, won't... I, I like the barber yeah. that... I'm not scared. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dead man. And, uh, you know, he's clearly here causing trouble, so steadily the other townspeople start to converge on the barbershop. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Singh is very boast like boisterous mm-hmm. he he walks out he's like i'll you know it's all bark no bite yeah i'll, yeah. I'll fight any one of you in a fair <laughs> oh, unrigged match best joke <laughs> of the thing because he keeps calling out people and they have different quirks about them like the, you fat woman you woman come over here and she punches him in the stomach and, and he, he bleeds out, out. <laughs> and he's like no, no 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 farmers can't fight go back and then he points <laughs> out like you old four eyes there and then he's like ripped, ripped. <laughs> short guy over there st- does the simpsons joke where it's like yeah. what do you mean <laughs> Like no 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 sit back down no cheating and then like the little kid boy. <laughs> and it's he's also, also ripped. <laughs> it's perfect comedy. It's wonderful. <laughs> so then uh, the the barber brings the landlady back and um, she's like you know fat ass. You're, you're yeah you're you're clearly not uh, uh, an axe gang member. Just get out of here and stop causing trouble. So Singh uh, goes to do the Axe Gang's, like, signature thing of, like, firing a rocket into the air to summon the other troops. Except he throws a little firecracker. <laughs> yeah, because he's, you know, again, he's playing this off, mm-hmm. and he uh, singes the hat of an actual Axe Gang person. Who happened to be walking by at the time. And, uh, you know, Singh blames the <laughs> residents for throwing the firecracker. And, you know, the, the boss attacks, uh, starts to attack the barber, mm-hmm. but he is struck by an unseen assailant and knocked into a barrel and his, like, back is broken. broken. <laughs> like, he's just, you know, yeah. forced into the barrel. Um, so uh, the gang shows up with, you know, reinforcements mm-hmm. to kind of deduce which of the tenants insulted them by attacking, you know, mm-hmm. their one of their leaders. And the laborer, the tailor, and Donut... Uh, steadily reveal themselves to be kung fu masters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the laborer is is like you know very physical, and he can yeah. do lots of kicks and stuff because he's got powerful feats. And the tailor's got the armbands. Yeah, just like si- thirty six chamber, yep. the the metal rings, and donut is uh, the hexagonal staff. Mm-hmm. So um, they fight them off, and uh, you know they they try like they. He, Individually, they weren't aware that the other ones were kung yeah. fu masters, but they, you know, they're like, "Oh, we could have, we could have hung out sooner." And the fight choreography in this movie, we can yeah. see why it yeah. takes so long because it's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, and, and you know, and, and I mean, it's a lot of you know, very good wire work mixed mm-hmm. in with some CGI, CGI but... which I mean, it was a different time. The CGI is not the best on all occasions. And, but yeah, no, but it's it's, it's again, it's it's you know, it's good for the the mm-hmm. time and the you know. The actual physical actors fighting mm-hmm. is all done beautifully. Yes. Like there's there's a lot of especially in this opening fight with the three masters, <laughs> there's a lot of moments where, you know, the the fight like the choreographer kept track of like who was attacking the the center of focus. So you don't have so much of those things where there are people around the main character like waiting to do something. <laughs> like they choreograph the like the axe gang members like 
taking swings, mm-hmm. and it just he dodges seamlessly through yeah. them. So it's it's very good in that. So regard. everyone gets a smash opening. We have you know the laborer lays the groundwork. Yes. <laughs> we have, uh, donut brings the heat. I think I said or donut. I don't know. Sticks it to them. Sticks it to them, and uh, then the tailor. I don't know. Where's red underwear? <laughs> Yeah, Taylor, I, stitches nine <laughs> saves nine. Yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> if only <laughs> um but they you know they very quickly defeat the entire mm-hmm. gang uh kind of finishing off with the with donut doing like a tornado move yeah. with his staff um and uh but when the dust settles and the gang flees you know the landlady does not tolerate violence <laughs> in this community, and she Wants knows that the gang is going to retaliate, so she evicts them. Yeah. Um, uh, we also flash sideways to Brother Soom, the malicious gang boss of the Axe Gang, and we find out that Sing and Bone have been blamed for them losing so many men yeah. in this, uh, this uh, kerfuffle that's going on. Uh, they're going to assassinate them, but Sing picks his lock... In the last few seconds, he's mm-hmm. actually an expert lockpick, another skill, and he is challenged to free uh, Bone in three seconds or less, otherwise we're going to kill him, And too. he does. Yeah, he does that. Um, and they're like, oh, well, we really want to join the Axe Gang, and they're like, well, go kill someone, then. Yeah. <laughs> and then we'll let you in. And there's this lovely fake-out with um, Brother Soom, who you think, you know, he did it to the lady before she turned the back on him, but it's just for a cigarette instead of an axe instead. Yeah, or the shotgun again. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, yeah, so they, you know, and Brother Sum's like, we'll keep them around, because mm-hmm. idiots like that can be useful yeah. for other things. Um, so, and you they're know, just two poor dudes hanging out. Yeah, they they... <laughs> they they usually live in like a um like a the traffic light mm-hmm. cone thing it, yeah and uh you know and, but we get like shots of them hanging out on the street and everything mm-hmm. and sing it clearly aspires to be like a fancy do he wants to live with the upper crust oh yeah kind of like shark tail fergie glamorous life <laughs> yeah and he, he he still goes to taco bell drive through raw as hell i don't care i'm still real no matter how many records i sell <laughs> But that's a subject for a different... When we watch Nine on the podcast, and then I get my, my Fergie moment in the... <laughs> we'll save that one for... Um... Fergie has never appeared on this podcast, strangely mm. enough, so... <laughs> yeah, I think if you could stand one musical, I'll be adding another one to our Sinister Six pot down the line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah inevitably. Um, so, you know, while they're kind of lamenting their failure, Singh recalls uh, a story from his childhood uh, where he had been duped Seemingly duped into believing that he was a natural-born kung fu genius oh. by a vagrant who was selling a martial arts pamphlet <laughs> yeah. uh, covering the Buddhist palm technique. Mm-hmm. Um, and for fifteen cents. Like, like Sing. Well, he charges him by according to the subtitles. He mm. charges him like ten dollars. Oh, okay. So the entire life savings of a child, pretty much, he like mm. pay, forks over for this pamphlet, mm-hmm. and uh, Sing practiced the pamphlet's <laughs> Buddhist palm technique in earnest. Um, and he control attempted... the wind. <laughs> yeah, and we don't know. Like that's like. It, oh, it... Dan, we know. No, it, it's, it's like it's meant to seem like a stupid child practicing. It, I thought. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, yeah. no. It, it definitely is, but yeah. it, it foreshadows that you know it's kept vague enough. But we, you know, if you don't know where the movie's heading, mm. then it, it it's a little. It's like foreshadowing. And then um, Dan, they stole our story here. Being yeah, the almost exactly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we should sue. Uh, but <laughs> Sing attempts to put his kung fu to use, 
to to save Fong, uh, a mute girl from bullies, um, only to be beaten and humiliated when and urinated the, on. when yeah, and urinated on when the the bullies point out that his pamphlet is like a twenty cent like bullshit thing. That's <laughs> he is given a fool out. and she is mute. Yes, let's leave them. Um, I mean, Dad, there's a time and a place for a golden shower, and this was not. No, no. Uh, <laughs> sing... All I'm saying is, if he was peeing on her, why didn't she move out the way? Did Boondocks? Boond- oh yeah, yeah. We need to get Macabre for a Boondocks podcast. Let me yeah. tell you, <laughs> we should. <laughs> That's how me and Macabre met. I was like, <gasps> someone else watches that <laughs> someday. That's close to anime. You could do that. The dodgeball, the kickball. Episode. Yeah, no, the kickball. Yeah. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, but no. Uh, but after after that. Uh, beat down, Singh becomes adamant that good guys never win, and he resolves to be a villain. Mm. Um, but there's also like a lot of cute dialogue moments oh, throughout yeah. this whole thing, like especially since she doesn't speak. There's a lot of like face acting, face journeys that are going on. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I like how it's like Schindler listified, where like the lollipop's the only thing in true color, and the rest is grayscale. Yeah, it's like this is the trigger memory item or whatever. Oh yeah, no, and it's there, there's like another moment because it, it keeps it gets referenced a few times, uh, like the doctor or a lawyer thing, mm. and like Bone was like, oh, you you spent your like your life savings on a pamphlet, and Singh is like, oh, well, it was about world peace, so I did it in the name of world peace. I could have been a doctor or a lawyer, I suppose, but world peace seemed more important, and that that th- that reference keeps coming back up that he could have been a doctor or a lawyer, mm-hmm. um. So, Sing and Bone return to Pigsty Alley uh, to attempt to kill the landlady as, like, their one, you know, assassination to get into the Axe Gang. Uh, Though their plan backfires after Sing gets three knives in his body, um, and they just barely escape. Uh, Like, the landlady Mm -hmm. chases Sing in a very Looney Tunes-esque... Sonic, Sonic race. (laughs) Um, And is only... He only gets away because uh, the landlady, like... I guess gets too cocky and like when she does her jump over a truck in yeah. slow motion. Oh well, I love yeah. it. It's like uh, she's posed like the fucking my Venus de Milo over here. Yeah, <laughs> it's like just how I do. It. And then my hubris would get me, and I'd slam into a billboard. Yeah, and the billboard would be like Eat Ed Joe's or something. <laughs> so you know, Singh does get away, and uh, he you know he returns by himself to the traffic pulpit, and the audience sees that. You know, as he's angry, the knives are, like, expelled out of his body, his wounds heal, uh, Mm -hmm. the poisoning that he received from snakes heals, and he punches into this metal pulpit thing and leaves a ton of, like, fist marks. Well, this whole, like, Marx Brothers comedy set that is, like, this village set piece when he, like, goes back to kill, I really enjoyed. Like, the triple knives thing got me, dude, this time. I did not remember it. I love how uh, Rabbit Tooth Jane is coming out and she's like, well, you know, like everyone knows like she does what she needs to do to get the rent money, right? That's yeah. why she's in red. And I, I don't know. I just thought that Rabbit Tooth Jane deserved a spot in the sun here. Like maybe a little Kung Fu off. Yeah. Like, even of a yeah. basic, like, oh, I know the basic skills, right? Yeah. And I, and I, I think always, that would have been nice. Yeah. I always assumed that that, yeah. like when I, the first time I watched it, I assumed that it was going to be everyone was a secret mm-hmm. Kung Fu master. That that was like the thing, but mm-hmm. it, I mean, it, it doesn't it doesn't end up being that. Yeah. But it would it would have been cool. Mm. Um, so uh, you know, but again, we see that uh, Singh not only has like Ethan Winter's healing powers, <laughs> yes, um, but he is you know he's got like super strength pretty much, but he can't use it all. Like he can't summon it at will, mm-hmm. seemingly. Um, 
and then like even when he meets back up with Bone the next day, Bone's like like how how, did how you do you heal? what hospital did you go to? Yeah, like you always heal so fast. Yeah. Like is it something and he's like must have the horse talisman to Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, There's a lot in this brain of mine. <laughs> and, and then like they uh they reunite with uh, well unknowingly mm-hmm. Sing reunites with the mute girl Fong. Uh, who Fong yeah. who is uh she runs a little ice cream stand. And they decide to act tough by robbing ice cream, you know, stealing ice cream. And she's from like her. trying to communicate. Like, yeah, it's very nice. Like I like. I mean, I hate the female characters do do things in this movie, and yeah. they're not constantly talking about the guys, which is cool. So it passes the Bechdel test. But I like how she communicates with no words. It's like yeah. it, it gives me something. Yeah, the yeah. actress is. She does an excellent mm-hmm. job with that. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, there's still, so in some way, there's the both of them are still trying to play at this tough guy yeah. routine that they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Brother Sum hires uh, the Harpists, two assassins who use a musical, and I might mispronounce this, uh, Guzang. It's I think. Oh, wait, no, that's the Japanese equivalent. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. this says Guzang. <laughs> yeah, you're but, right, you're right. I was um, looking at Japan. But uh, but, it, but it is it is the, like, uh, long, yeah. long harp. It's horizontal harp, yeah. uh, stringed instrument. Um, and they are confident that, you know, even if, uh, based on the descriptions that they were given, they recognize the styles being used and yes. like, even though they're retired fighters, this should still give us a challenge. And is one blind or both blind? Uh, I think one is blind. Because yeah. I got that because yeah. he's reaching for the T. And then the and other like, one pushes it over. Yeah. Um, and even then we get like a little hint of what's to come because they're like, oh, we're not the best killers in the world. That mm-hmm. would be the beast. Yeah. Uh, but he's locked away, like, you know, he... In the asylum. Yeah, he got so hard into kung fu that he went insane, and he's in, like, an asylum now. Um, but we are the the best free killers at the moment. Um, so they arrive at the alley undetected. Uh, well, this is after the the pigsty alley masters have, like, their little farewell. Oh, yeah, like, we're going our separate ways. Um, Should we fight? And they do. I, I mean, yeah. I rep Team Taylor all the way. <laughs> and, yeah, and they, they have this little, like, sparring match where they appreciate one another's skills yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the, the Harpists have arrived undetected at, you know, that night, and they uh, they quickly dispatch the laborer. Well, like they, this it, is a great scene, it too, is. because, it, like, yeah. it doesn't give away all the goodies, right? No. Like, it... it it fakes you out like a, a bushes because the way this uh, harp player like they fight is like they send sound waves that cut things yes. right or punch things, um, and so you see like a plant fall, you see something wooden fall, and then you see a cat's shadow get chopped in half. Yeah. And I always appreciated that. I was like, oh, this is great because it's not giving the audience everything right away. It's building it up like, oh shit, something's gonna go down. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's all built up perfectly. I even as a little one, I remember this scene. I was like, oh. That cat getting chopped in half. Yeah. Um, and and by the time the laborer, like, turns around and realizes what's happening, <laughs> the notes have been played and he is beheaded in his arm. Like, his limbs. Like, he's just cut up by, you know, without even getting a chance to fight back. Um, so then, uh, you know, the uh, the other the other harpist uh, goes in to kill the tailor, <laughs> manages to... You know, deal some pretty substantial blows to him. Yeah. You know, they're they're knocked into the central courtyard, where uh, the, the donut Taylor, joins. Well, in. Taylor puts up a fight too. Yeah, like his rings yeah. are destroyed though. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, when they uh, they use like the 
Yeah, because then that's just slash it. Yeah. That's when they start showing the swords and mm-hmm. fists animated yeah. through the sound. Yeah. Um, the fucking Lord of the Rings, whatever they're called. Dan's the master of Lord of the Rings, so I don't know the green ghouls. Oh, the bear. Yeah, the the um, <laughs> Dunbarrow King. Oh, there you go. There we go. <laughs> Um, that was literally, that was last week. Yeah, uh, so, <laughs> well, it was a six-hour movie. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so, you know, and then the donut joins in. He, he, you know, starts <laughs> donut to... Donut takes the ring. <laughs> leave it to me. <laughs> uh, so Donut he, serves whole. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So, you know, he starts, uh, they start fighting. Every so often we get, like, a pause where the landlady, like, tells them to be yeah, quiet. shut the fuck up! People are trying to sleep, uh, and they they politely stop yeah. when she like says that, and then they and go then back. And then brother to it. is like shoving this poor assistant aside, and like that's the running gag. It's like get out of my way, get yeah. out of my way. Yeah, and I I love that. Oh yeah, um, and uh, you know the the tailor and donut put up a a very good fight, mm-hmm. but they are ultimately incapacitated. Yeah. Um, by the two harpists, but the landlord. To the surprise of the audience, mm-hmm. intervenes first, and uh, you know he uses like a very like drunken fist style. I put down kind of yeah. like he's like a. <laughs> do you ever feel like a plastic bag floating through the wind? Well, no, that's literally that's literally what he does. Like he, it's what it, it's one of, it's one of those techniques that like uses your enemy's momentum against yeah. them because he like dodges out of the way and makes them hit each other. The Katy Perry firework technique, and yeah. he like deflects their hits into one another and back at them and stuff. And um, so he fights them off, and then uh, when they start putting up more of a fight. The landlady interve- intervenes mm-hmm. and uses her lion's roar sonic screen technique yeah. um, to defeat them. Um, you know, so it's it's pretty obvious that they are kung fu masters as well. And, uh, you know, the axe gang flees after the landlord and landlady kind of stealth into their car. And the landlady's like... Don't come back here. Yeah. Like you, you better not. We better not see you here again mm. uh, without words. Yeah. But that's what. Oh, yeah. the greatest! Like, where's the Oscar? <laughs> like, this is what the power that I wish I had. Yeah, <laughs> without any words, and then they're so shook up that they're trying to light the cigar on the way home, and like they put it out with gas. They put it out with alcohol. Yeah, <laughs> the they light spreads. their head on like yeah. the the boss lights his head on fire. Um, head on fire. But they're 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 like. Confident that you know the X gang maybe mm-hmm. is gone for the time being, mm-hmm. um, but they give like a uh, a funeral for the um, for the, the tailor. Laborer. Well, all three the of laborer them. and well, Donut is on his last legs. Yeah, and it's like you need a. I'm glad I saw a master before I died, but you need to figure out something to save this town. Yeah, right? basically. Well, great. No, yeah. he literally with great power comes, comes great, great responsibility. responsibility. He, he says that verbatim. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, even Jane calls them out, like, why mm-hmm. haven't you, you guys acted. been protect? Like, yeah. you could have intervened and stopped this earlier. It's because we lost our son and we didn't want to, like, have revenge be our main focus. Yeah. Because well, it destroys things. Like, they swore an oath to mm-hmm. not fight again and they broke that oath, yeah. you know, to do that. So, you know, they're, they, they don't want to... Well, I mean, we'll see. It, yeah. it goes through phases with them. Um... And but uh next i have sing tries to rob fong again yeah they yeah. they you know they're they sing attempts yeah to rob the ice cream vendor again um but she you know quickly makes him realize that she is fong she presents mm-hmm. the lollipop the that she's been <laughs> saving all of this time 
Um, but he swats it away and breaks it, uh, you know, ashamed at the fact that he's fallen far enough to be mm-hmm. robbing the girl that he once tried to save. And there's this so. beautiful moment with Top Hat with Ginger Ginger Rogers in front of Stay over there yeah. that they pose in. And I like how the, the X-Gang are always wearing suits and top hats. It's like an old Hollywood musical number yeah. up in here. Well, I, even the set pieces, like yeah. the neon and everything, mm-hmm. like it's all, it all sets that perfectly, mm-hmm. uh, that, that vibe. Um... So, you know, Sing and Bone flee, uh, but, you know, sh- like, Sing, like, does the thing, the Bone, like, get out of here. Shane, go, the we, Shane moment. Yeah. Get out of here, Shane, we don't need you. But he says, go raise some pigs. Take this money, go. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sing is then quickly brought into Brother Sum, who offers Sing instant membership if he can uh, help the, you know, the gang break into an asylum mm-hmm. and free the Beast. The Beast. Uh, uh, the legendary assassin who was Not James earlier. McAvee, though. Yeah, or uh, the lady from What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> uh, Natasha? Yeah, or <laughs> or from uh, Over the Garden Wall. Uh, true. The Beast. Or, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's a lot of beasts. <laughs> or the X-Men, very. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, Sing breaks into this asylum. We get the Shining moment. Uh, where mm. Sing, kind of sensing the dark aura yeah. of this guy, sees the blood flow out from his prison cell. Prison cell, and toads flee before him. Yeah. Well, again, <laughs> more more foreshadowing. Um, so Sing is successful, and he brings the beast to the gang's headquarters. But um, Brother Sum is skeptical because mm-hmm. the beast just looks like a frumpy old man. Mm-hmm. Like he's got weird flip flops on, and he's just wearing like a you know the. The, the tank top and shorts mm-hmm. he's got like wispy hair he doesn't he doesn't look threatening he's given the bare minimum of kung fu master <laughs> um but you know the uh, you know the the beast kind of proves himself after like one of the uh the gang guys goes up to him he takes his gun lightning fast shoots himself in the head but catches the bullet mm-hmm. before like you know mm-hmm. all in that span of time yep. and he's like you know kung fu is all about speed whoever is the fastest tends to come out on top mm-hmm. and you know um and then and, destroys half of the casino next door well because because yeah. his whole motivation is like he, he wants to be challenged yeah mm-hmm. which is which is a classic anime yeah. thing yeah. he wants you know an he, equal challenge to him and the whole thing is that like oh like i was just in the asylum because i was bored like if i had sensed a challenger i would have broken out sooner but mm. i've never found a worthy one so he senses that uh, other kung fu masters are there. So he destroys like the wall of the casino mm-hmm. where the landlady and the landlord are there. Mm-hmm. Um, he recognizes them as like Paris and Helen of Troy, yes. and the gall of them to be like, "Your funeral soon. We brought the bell." Like yeah. Dan, when I tell you, <laughs> that's what I aspire to do. They bring this huge funeral bell in, no questions asked, and I'm like, oh, that's going to be set up for something later, but I love that it's here now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, they, uh... Fight! The, the Beast is <laughs> yeah. like, I, yeah. I would like to fight you guys, it would be an honor to fight you or be killed by you, mm-hmm. I'm fine with either. Um, but the landlady and landlord are kind of outmatched by the Beast. And, and they, they give a preemptive strike, and the Beast kicks them in the ass well yeah, yeah it's literally i mean it's a terrible example but i there was a fucking thing in pokemon origins of course where charizard punches blastoise and then it just like 
it doesn't it doesn't do the anything. fist is just in yeah. his face and it's just like mm. it was not effective yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh it's that like they they both land otherwise like mortal blows mm-hmm. on him but he's just like you didn't quite hit the mark yeah. there um and they they kind of fight to a stalemate destroying most of the casino in the process um well even not a stalemate like they you know landlady and landlord are kind of almost beaten yeah but landlady uh, kind of breaks open the funeral bell mm-hmm. and then uses it as a microphone to yeah. amplify her mm-hmm. lion's roar mm-hmm. technique um, and this destroys everything in its path. Which is an awesome scene. Yeah. Like, every every fucking thing in the casino was just thrown into chaos. Mm-hmm. And you think they haven't beat him, she tosses the bell aside. But then, like, his feign of, like, I'm defeated. Yeah. He tries to stab them with, like, lotus needles. Yeah, he, he has, like, these two little needles that lotus <laughs> flowers pop and mm-hmm. they shoot poison darts. Yeah. So, I think it's like, if you're fighting a kung fu master, like... He goes to stab them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they catch it, but then yeah. it's supposed to like just shoot into their face or something. Mm-hmm. But the the landlord and landlady notice that, but he still manages to stab them in like mm-hmm. their midsections. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they kind of have this little the, grapple yeah. where they're like like all three of them are locked into like this grapple with each other. And brother Sum is like uh, you go know, up, hit him. Yeah, like he <laughs> finish him. he gives like a like a board to sing and he's like go and, and finish off the landlord so the beast mm-hmm. can kill both of them and uh, sing has a change of heart mm-hmm. and instead takes a swing at brother sum mm-hmm. um and then he attempts to take a swing at the uh at the beast and the beast is like nope and mm-hmm. knocks the other two martial artists away mm-hmm. and delivers like a devastating like chest punching crush chest crushing punch uh to uh sing kicks him up knocks him down mm-hmm. then like beats his, his head, head into the ground very yeah. anime style um so uh, like uh the the beast is briefly distracted by some because he realizes that the other two masters have fled and they have taken sing with them Yes. So the the three escape and return to Pigsty Alley at the little like Buddhist temple that they have set up. Mm-hmm. And oh, but um, doesn't um the beast kill Brother Sue? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He like he spins his head right round, right round. <laughs> yeah. Is he okay? <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Um, and he we assume has control of the entire axe guy yes. now because he just well or yeah. that or the peon like the one yeah. that's getting bossed around. Get out of my way, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, you know, back at Pigsty Alley, they have him in this temple, and then they're, they're treating his wounds. I think they bring him to, like, a medicine shop or mm-hmm. a doctor's office. They've got well, some acupuncture going on. Landlord is a doctor. Yeah. We get, like, a line earlier that implies he's, he's a doctor, mm-hmm. or acts as one here. Um, so they, uh, they're very surprised to see that he is recovering faster than any human should mm-hmm. from injuries that would have killed a regular person. Um, and they have him wrapped in a cocoon of bandages, uh, and they need like to... Like a butterfly in a cocoon. Exactly. Like symbolism going on here. Thematic element. Um, and, like, they, uh, the, the Axe Gang arrives, mm-hmm. uh, I think even the Beast kind of senses what's going on. And uh, from this cocoon of bandages emerges uh, Sing Reborn as the, the Chosen One. He, yeah. He's dressed in a white martial arts gi. He mm-hmm. is, uh, his mustache is gone. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, and he is much more serene now. 
he treats the landlord and landlady's wounds mm -hmm. and tells he tells them to rest. Yeah, yeah, just like and don't smoke when you're recovering. <laughs> so uh, he, you know, it, it's pretty much revealed that he's a natural born kung fu master, yeah. like one in a million. Mm -hmm. um, and the landlady even muses that uh, the beast unblocked his chi flow. Yeah, unwittingly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so and I I thought like here it was revealed that he was their son, but I think it's just someone to take the place of their son. Yeah, their their yeah. son was killed because yeah. I, I I always thought that that was yeah. gonna come to another but... thing I I misremembered about this film. Yeah, they just they just muse about him, um, but he he fights off like he effortlessly dispatches the entire gang. We get another cute thing with the the landlord and landlady where it's like, oh yeah, he he would have been our son's age. Yeah. It's like, do you he'll be a doctor or a lawyer? Like, no, he'll be a stuntman. Uh, yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, so then they, they finally, the, him and the beast finally start fighting. Um, you know, the beast seems thrilled at finally having a challenge. Because mm -hmm. uh, it seems like Singh is able to damage him somehow. But when the beast is forced into a corner, he reveals his frog style, mm -hmm. uh, where you know his quite literally his neck expands like a like a frog, and his legs What's his a toad? leg muscles. What's the difference between a frog and a toad? I know I learned this somewhere. I think it's skin where they live. Um... Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. it's it is. Yeah. It's, it's like uh, one's bumpy, one's smooth. <laughs> I'm not gonna claim to be an yeah. amphibian expert, but it's like one of them. Frogs are mostly water. Toad is mm. mostly on land. Yeah. Mm. I think he's... I think he's Toad. Because yeah. they say it's a Toad style. Okay, yeah, yeah. my mistake. Yeah. I, I, conf <laughs> um, I confused the two. Um, no one of our fans will be in arms if we don't mention... Caro, Caro, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, so he's you know, using his Toad leg <laughs> strength. He is able to, like, headbutt, uh, you know, mm -hmm. sing through multiple walls of concrete mm -hmm. uh, using this, this technique. Um... And, you know, it kind of concludes when the beast knocks Sing far into the air. He jumps off an eagle. Yeah, he, <laughs> he like, yeah, Sing is, is flying through the clouds. He jumps off an eagle. He sees the Buddha in yep. the clouds. He starts diving back down to Earth. Uh, everyone kind of gets a sense of what's about to happen. Yeah, the landlady's like, do you recall the heaven Buddha fist? <laughs> yeah, the, the Buddha palm. Yeah. And it's like, oh, the lost technique? Mm -hmm. That hasn't been seen in, in centuries. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, Singh comes back down to Earth, like, thrusts forward, the handprint's, like, mm -hmm. crater goes around the beast, like, knocking him back. Mm -hmm. And then Singh lands... Um, again, the beast tries to feign defeat to do, like, the lotus stab thing, but Singh, um, kind of spares him and does the, another lotus thrust, you know, a, like, off to the side of him, destroying, like, the entire building that's behind the beast. Very Vegeta in the Majin tournament arc, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, well, except he didn't spare people, he just shot to the side. You know, and <laughs> he, he takes, like, the little lotus contraption, mm -hmm. spins it, it flies up. And, and... he transitions a la uh, Forrest Gump into a flower. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the beast is, you know, clearly shocked, yeah. and he's like, like, how did, how did you do that? How mm -hmm. did, what was that technique? And he's like, Sings like, oh, I can, I can teach you if you want. So mm. the beast like bows down before him, and seemingly that's like he's yeah. not, yeah. he's not killed or defeated or anything. He's just you know humbled, mm. I guess. Um, and you know, so the beast tearfully bows before him. 
Uh, Sing, you know, to to Sing, Sing is victorious, Mm -hmm. the landlady and landlord are fine, Um, and presumably the rest of Pigsty Alley, aside from the damage, is is also fine. They show up at the end, like, they were in their homes, but we didn't see them, to save on extra budget, I guess. Yeah. Um, so, we we skip forward in time a little bit, where Sing and Bone have opened a candy store, Mm -hmm. uh, with Fong's lollipop as their logo. Uh, when Sing sees Fong outside, he happily invites her in to relive their childhood memories. Yeah, and we get them as adults and as children. Yeah, and they, they run off to, 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 you know, reunite. And uh, the same vagrant who <laughs> sold a Sing the pamphlet approaches a bandit child. A snot-nosed kid. <laughs> uh, just outside the store. But this time, he is selling multiple pamphlets, mm. showcasing multiple styles besides just the Buddhist palm one. And mm. we end on that note. Um, beautiful wonderful yeah uh, because uh as i i forgot to bring it up in the original trivia stephen chow has teased a sequel to this Mm. movie for a little over a decade now Mm -hmm. um i think a few years ago he said that he was finally going to start moving forward on it but obviously you know he he switched to other projects that were interesting him Mm -hmm. or you know of interest to him uh, and obviously, with the chaos in the film industry in general, like, who knows what anyone's mm-hmm. plans are going to, to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but he has been mulling over a sequel for Good. a very long time. I'm glad so. to hear that. I'm assuming that's what that, you know, yeah. there's other lost styles and stuff, so. Yeah, I'm excited if but, there is a potential sequel. Excellent movie. Excellent movie, great pick, great trip down the nostalgia train. Mm-hmm. Choo choo. <laughs> <laughs> All aboard! <laughs> <laughs> leave it to me not you helen <laughs> uh but i enjoyed this and i mean it was a great rewatch and i think this is something we should do again yeah you know have another animasterpiece theater yeah. segment down the line because we all stem to learn from the movies that we haven't seen Dan. yeah definitely hmm. Hmm. so well is that it i mean final thoughts anything no, I just I yeah. I love this movie. I think anyone who has enjoyed any of our anime picks would yeah. love this movie. It's a good live action adaptation of an anime. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> in spirit and in style, it's probably the closest you're going to get to mm-hmm. something like that. So, yeah. in terms of like a fighting anime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with that, I guess we can end today's episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. Before we go, Dan, is there anywhere that our audience can find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Danis and <laughs> our adjacent Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast account. Mm, and you can follow me, Jonathan Gorkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram, Drink and Read JK on Twitter, and my other podcast, including Nightcaps at the Theater, where we did not watch this, but other similar movies we did mm. watch. <laughs> <laughs> and Drink and Read, where I'm finishing up War and Peace, heading into season two. I'm going to surprise Dan's wrist with a few art pieces that I need <laughs> in the near future. So buckle up, buttercup. I've healed. It's fine. <laughs> but Dan, we've got something big on the docket we this do. coming week. Be it next Sunday or during the week, we have to plan. It's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan and I are planning a double jointed uh, anime long watch, if that makes sense. Well, yeah, we're retrospective. As, as, as opposed opposed yeah. to um where we One of switch us, off yeah. uh, you know we are going to both be well we're still going to be switching off but yeah. we're not going to be changing shows we're we'll going be to holding be hands. yeah we're going to uh kind of tag team this this mm-hmm. this one anime that is very near and dear to our hearts mm-hmm. um it's something that we've been teasing for a long time uh and mm. we are very excited to finally showcase well, now it. that we'll both be microchipped <laughs> it's the perfect time to reveal 
that it's the summer of cyborg it is yeah. cyborg 009 the cyborg soldier i think it's yes called? Yeah. that's yeah, yeah the um, official name but exciting nonetheless <laughs> yeah so i you know Remember to click that little switch inside your teeth. Was I just going to say that, Dan? <laughs> I mean, that's the only thing I can think of, too. Push your belly button in and transform into... <laughs> a mongoose. But we hope you'll join us then. Indeed. Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcasts in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our wee horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to be continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Mucho, mucho, mucho Tanto como entonces Siempre hasta morir